Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Uh, it's the Hopefully C3 the Panthers podcast. Now. It's the longest running Panthers podcast. There is. That's right. Everybody else quits. We stay alive. And you know what we do? We just hang out together on Tuesday nights, hanging out with my homeboys, talking the latest Panthers news and opinions. And I do it with my best buddies. That's right. Cody Lashley in the house. What's up, my friend? Tony Dunn. What's up, brother? We're getting closer and closer to football. We're inching closer and closer. I'm pumped about it, man. As usual on a Tuesday night, there's nowhere I'd rather be than hanging out with you guys and chilling with the most lit Panther fans in all of YouTube, in our YouTube chat. Scott Thomas, Tin Tizzy, Susan Deans with an early $25 love bomb. We love you, Den Mama. Thanks you so much. Ben S. Underground West, Tin Tizzy, Supreme Litter, Antoine Henderson, Shake and Bait, Trill One, Tony Dunn. It's lit out here, bro. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Holy cow, we got uh, Codizzle Allen in the house. What's up, CK? You know, um, just having a ball, having a blast, just trying to push to grow this daggone stream a little bit. But, uh, you know, what? Uh, what's a reality that we just cannot fathom? Football's right around the corner, bro. Where, how how close around the corner? And look, I bet you I just blew your ears out. I just blew your ears out, folks. But how close is football? We should be going into right now, I guess, the final week of the preseason, correct? Yeah. 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 So but it is no, we're it not. Is September, September 13th is our game against the Raiders. Dude, that's 13 days away, bro. That's Think insane. about that. Less than two weeks, bro. NFL football. Dude, oh, dude it's going to be weird even sitting in front of the TV. Knowing that I'm watching football, it feels like a lifetime since I've watched NFL football, man. Like, ugh, this is crazy, man. It's such a much-needed return, dude. We need football so bad. All right, so we are 13 days away from football, right? Um, except for we haven't seen football. We don't know what our team looks like. And uh, we don't even know who we are. The Carolina Panthers enter the 2020 season of COVID uncertainty with the most uncertainty you could ever imagine. A new coaching staff. The only fact is, the only thing that we know that is stable right now is that we have an owner for over a year at this point, right? A new coaching staff a, entirely top to bottom, a roster top to bottom, it feels like, right? So where are we? We don't know. We would have been playing the New England Patriots last week. We would have been yep. going into week four of the preseason this is generally in the past. In two years ago, the rules were this: is that you had a ninety-man roster, right? 
and then you had to cut it down to 75, and then you had to cut it down to 53. They changed the yeah. rules last year, so where you just had to go 90 to 53, right? So because in that final, the the argument for NFL owners or coaches was ultimately this, is that why do we have to cut all these players and then play a fourth preseason game with guys that we really want to play, right? So right now, though, I don't even know where we're at. We have not had any cuts, right? No cuts. We don't even – I mean, like, all of a sudden in two two weeks – in two weeks, we will be playing football, and I don't even know who our team is, really. Yeah. No, no, we don't even – we typically have, like, a, a darling of training camp. We have, right. a, yeah. you know, oh, man, this – like, but we have no news coming out except for everything that is Panthers-directed. You know, it, it's really quite uh, quite uncertain about this season because you want to be excited – you you want to be able to have any sort of hope that we're going to be able to pull something out of our asses, but uh, you just don't know, man. You just don't know. All yeah, right. we don't. The number's 252-228-5098. We'd ask you to go ahead and smash that thumbs up button on YouTube. Uh, my, man Cody, uh, my man Cody shouted all y'all out, and I expect every one of you who he said his name to smash that thumbs up up button subscribe and the ones that didn't like travis armstrong matt knows nothing see sarah taylor i see you in there hey how about one of the founders joe riolano himself what? chilling in the chat room joe pound riolano. that thumbs up homie. yo 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 pound hey, if, if, that thumbs up. thumbs up for joey man that's that's what we need right now all right so um okay Let's talk about this is that I don't even know what to talk about right now. If you look around the NFL, it you know, the most news is not even about the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. The news is about Leonard Fournette getting cut. God. Released. And now now, now Kamara too. What? Well, he's not. Have you seen the news? The, the yeah, he isn't, he's mispracticed. Uh, he, okay, okay. Don't say he got cut, bro. He's on my. He's they're, my trying, fan. they're trying to trade him. They're trying to trade him away. Yeah, their right. their goal right now. He's trying to get for a better contract at this point. Of is course, what it he is. is. He's trying to get a contract. He, he just no. They're C-Mac. saying that he wants C Mac money. He wants McCaffrey. That's what I've read all day on Twitter. He yeah, wants to be paid. Of course like he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Why wouldn't he want to be? Yeah, but not everybody's McCaffrey, bro. Like, he's good, man. I don't know if he's McCaffrey. But, I mean, hey, man, I'm not I'm You not know what Kamara's on. saying is he was McCaffrey before McCaffrey. Yeah, do you remember that first year they were drafted in the same class and everyone was like, oh, we should have took Kamara instead of McCaffrey. I know, I know. That was it. Like, bro, put Christian behind that Saints offensive line oh, and tell me what, what he would have no, done. No, Kamara was nasty as no one's fuck that me. rookie year, bro. He was, he was nasty. Man. He was hurt last year. He still played through on. And look, I'm kind of a Kamara defender because he's on my fantasy team. I've had him as a keeper. I picked him in the 14th round. 
I've had you may him. want to reconsider depending upon where he goes this year if he doesn't stay with the Saints. Dude, send him yeah. somewhere else. He'll be just as good. All right. Bye. All right. So, but let's go back. Who who was I talking about before? Fournette. Fournette. All right. So here, I do want to go ahead and put this out to everybody listening. Is that, yes, I was wrong. 100,000% wrong. Is I wanted Leonard Fournette over Christian McCaffrey. I thought Leonard Fournette was going to be amazing. And in, I won't even say in defense, because it's not about defending. It's, I almost want to say, what the hell are the Jacksonville Jaguars thinking at this point? Why? They're thinking, they're thinking right now, number one draft pick next year. Yeah, they're thinking Trevor Lawrence is going to look good in the Jaguar uniform. Apparently, they're also thinking that Coach Dabo Swinney would look good as the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I don't know. I do want to at least throw out there that if you look at all the players that Jacksonville has lost from the time they were last in the playoffs to now, dude, it's a ridiculous list. No, no, no. Look at the, the worst list. From 2012 to 2017, they had five consecutive years of top five draft picks. None of them are on their team still. Dude, that that's a special kind of. Bad. They they try to tra- trade them away on purpose. It seems like. Yeah. Well, because right? they they well, they traded away. Uh, Jalen uh, Well, Jonathan got traded to the Vikings because he was saying, "I am not going to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars." He took a pay cut to take a one-year deal with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so yeah. I mean, he didn't really take a pay cut. Is that he was in the fine? He was kind of in the same thing they were about to do to Fournette, right? It's like he don't like these guys. That's the thing is they don't. The reason they've been so vocal about disliking where they're at is because they don't have any power because they're in those rookie deals. You know, like Jalen Ram, like Jalen Ramsey forced himself out. He forced himself out, and all of these guys have, but they have traded away Calais Campbell. They've traded away Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. They traded Nagoku or whatever his name is. They also tried to shop Leonard Fournette. I do want to apologize to everybody. I want to apologize to Christian McCaffrey specifically. Is that um, he's amazing. And um, Fournette has not been. But in defense of Fournette, he has been a thousand yard rusher every season it feels like. He caught something like 60 or 70 catches. It's almost like Christian McCaffrey has just been so sensational. It makes Fournette look pedestrian. Yeah. He was, listen, I think this is fair. He was pretty good on a team that was god-awful for a long time. And they made it to the AFC Championship game, right? Yeah. Kind of fluky, in my opinion. I agree. It was a little fluky, but it was this. It was not fluky in this. Is that they had a badass defense. They had Leonard Fournette, who was pounding the rock, and Bortles, who at that time was not (laughs) 
turning it over like crazy. I you didn't know, think there would be another team that could crumble as quickly as we did. But right. the Jaguars definitely made the made a run at that. They have been it's they were they crumbled so quickly CK that I almost forgot that they were even good. Yeah, they, they were weren't good. good. It was like they were good for like 3 months. And that yeah, was it. They were and it was it, yeah, they had a great defense. Blake Borders Bortles was playing out of his mind that year. Um, I mean, there was it, they just seemed to have what you needed to be able to push farther into the playoffs. Um, and and then all of a sudden, whatever happens, happens. I mean, they have another year where Blake Bortles ends up being, you know, pedestrian, and then that defense starts to turn on one another because there's only so much you can do when your offense can't put up points. Um, you have reports of Leonard Fournette being lazy or not a team player. I mean, when you have then, those things, but he wasn't though. Like he was that maybe I guess in the first year, right? Yeah. But then he went and had like some sort of peace pipe moment. Last year he went and got serious on his own. Like he came in healthier than ever. Um, I know he had that one moment. He got pulled over in a traffic stop, and it wasn't good. Right. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, it's not like he has been bad. No, I'm he actually, what do you think? Why do you think they did it? Well, but again, man, it goes. There's something wrong with Jacksonville. We're talking about too many players now. Like, you know, you don't want to take all the blame away from him. But, dude, sometimes you just get drafted to a bad situation to an NFL team that has no vision. The GM has no idea what they're doing. Like the Panthers, uh, they have a, no organization from the coaching staff because they're always turning over new coaches. I mean, yeah, I don't really blame him. But, listen, I also give credit what credit is due. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Dave Gettleman chose uh, Christian McCaffrey at pick number eight. And a lot of people didn't think it was a good pick. But when you look at what he's done, man, I mean, he is quite literally the only reason the Panthers were even relevant in any football game last year. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to compare him to Christian. I don't know why I was so infatuated with Leonard Fournette at the time. I, I mean, I think I think he just looks like a NFL player, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But he was a brutal, and he was fast, and there was downhill. And traditionally, that's the kind of style that the Panthers had that we would use Jonathan Stewart in. Yeah. Here's what I was going to say. I mean, honestly, I think this could have been the best thing that happened to Leonard Fournette because, obviously, this he's going into a contract year next year. Uh, but the reason I say that is next year, do you guys know how many running backs are on the market? A Ton. A ton. Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook. Um, you have Alvin Kamara, technically, unless he gets yeah. his extension. Um, Todd Gurley. Yeah, Todd Gurley. You have no Todd. I think he signed an extension with the, the Falcons. But yeah, yeah, he signed him one year. So after this year. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So the, Todd Gurley. Um, there, there's like ten top of the line, um, top tier running backs in the league that are going to be free agents next year. So. Yeah. That this is why Kamara is doing what he's doing because he is sure as hell not going to get a contract he wants in a market like next year. Um, and uh, Leonard Fournette, if he were to be, I mean, like I said, for him, it makes a lot of sense because now he can actually go out, try to get a long-term contract, or at least play 
for a, a contract extension uh, with a team. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it could be the best thing that happened to him so he can go to a winning culture possibly and actually be able to contribute and then, you know, raise his stock a little bit. Where does Bro, he how go? About Bengals, how about the Bengals paid Joe Mixon today? Did y'all yeah, see that? Joe I did. got a four-year contract, man. And part of me is like, yeah, it's not smart to sign running backs. I said that even when we signed Christian as much as I love him. But, dude, if you have all this running backs floating around and you know you have your guy, yeah, pay him now. You have Joe Burrow, number one pick in the draft. I think we're really having a conversation about how important the running back is and the style of running back. Because Fournette was that power bruiser. Yep. And, you know, Mixon was to another degree himself. But, dude, McCaffrey could just do it all. And, man, especially him and Alvin Kamara, they represent what the modern NFL running back looks like. They can do it all. They can catch passes. Mm-hmm. They can run between the tackles, jet sweeps. They can do all that cool shit. So, And, yeah, yeah to be fair, Christian McCaffrey had the most touchdowns running between the tackles than any other running back in the league. So, <laughs> to be fair, I mean, even if people wanted to look at his sides and say, I mean, he has proven that he is better than even some of those guys who run in the tackles more yeah. frequently and more damaging. He's done it all. He's done yeah. it all. And that and I don't want to reduce and so so I understand what you're saying uh Cody when it comes to like the modern running back, but it's not new in in so many ways. Like Marshall Falk was that guy. Right. Ladanian Tomlinson was that dude even more um he was like a he was that big and pass catcher. And when it comes to Fournette, is he hasn't been one dimensional. He caught like seventy passes last year. You know what I mean? Like he's is I I, I don't want to detract from Fournette because McCaffrey has been so sensational. Right, is McCaffrey has been better than really what we even expected. Even the proponents, yeah. I think, were a lot, are, are are very pleased. Like the people who love McCaffrey and who have loved him from the beginning, have always have said, you know, they're sitting there going, "Damn, this is the best case scenario." How many offenses in the NFL are completely built around their running back? For as many Dallas, good running backs as, Dallas. as, as no, because now they have uh, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. You know well, they have a passing right, but like, what basically what I'm saying is the Christian does everything for us. He's a thousand yard receiver. He's a thousand yard rusher. Our offense is quite literally built around him. And I was watching a video. What made McCaffrey so special last season is if you look at all the seasons that he compared with like LaDamian Thompson, like Marshall Falk, all of those teams had good offensive lines and made it to the playoffs. McCaffrey didn't have any of that, and he was still able to be a 1,000-yard rusher and a 1,000-yard receiver. We have a special player, and I don't blame you, Tony, for thinking Fournette was going to be better at the time. McCaffrey had a lot of doubters. And not a lot of people thought that he was going to do what he did, man. And it was less about McCaffrey at that point and more about Fournette. As I thought that Fournette was going to be like Bo Jackson, and it's not. He has not been bad. So here is McCaffrey has been more, better than expected, 
and Leonard Fournette has not been what I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Right. But and I think then, I think the the reason that I think it's a disappointment though, Tony, is where he was drafted. Right. I would agree four, with you if he was four. drafted. You know, drafted beyond that. If he was drafted outside of the top five, then certainly I think he's lived up to it. But when you're drafted that highly, you're you're toted that highly. Then I think at that point in time, anything that he's done is a disappointment. Like he's, but is he a disappointment or the Jaguars a disappointment? That's because at I'm this saying. at this point, they seem like I don't understand the move. Right. Listen, and I'm going to turn the mic over to you guys on this. Is tell me what the move means. A and B. Where does he go? I got to get a drink. Ten Tizzy's been saying my mouse is driving him crazy. You know what's driving me crazy is not having any alcohol doing this podcast. You guys tell me those two things. Is that is it Jacksonville and where's he going? I'll be right back. All right. CK, you want to go? Let's do this. Where do, let's just throw out where do we think he's going to go? I'll, I'll, I'll say if I'm picking, I think he's going to the Bears. I think that they don't have a lot of good uh, – they don't have a strong running game, and especially they don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. It's either going to be Nick Foles or Mitch yeah. Trubisky. Apparently both of them are terrible on the practice field, so neither of them are really dependable. Um, hey, build around a running game and run the football. You're in the AFC North. It's cold. you know. Uh, and I don't necessarily know what it means, I mean, especially for the Panthers. I mean, we just signed our guy. So we're good, but I think you made the best point. It's like there are so many free agents. Like who's going to – and another thing that we didn't mention, uh, the coach kept on coming out and saying there was no trade market for him, that we couldn't get anything. We couldn't get a sixth round, a seventh round. We couldn't get anything for Leonard Fournette. So, you know, I don't really know who signs him, but, uh, again, I don't know what NFL team is in a rush to either – Sign him, which will probably be for cheap, uh, or a trade for Kamara. Like, there's so many running backs coming down the pike, uh, including the college guys that are still to come. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, the reason I think that the Bears are definitely in the top three places that he could land is mainly because they got rid of Howard. Based on the like, based on the fact that they had a running back that was able to basically do what he did, and then Tariq Cohen as well, um, that did not work out. That has not worked out, and ever since they got rid of Howard, it has not done them any favors. Um, so yep. I could see them needing that bruiser back, just like Leonard Fournette is. However, I think that they could be in play for a Kamara trade, and the reason I think that is Leonard Fournette is going to be cheap. Right. And let's talk about who goes after the cheap damaged goods. The Patriots. When is yeah. the, when, yeah. Think about the last time that you remember the running backs for the, the Patriots that weren't those speedy types. Who is it? Uh, that weren't the speedy types? Damn. Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, and he, they, they won the Super Bowl. Well, they had that one-two kick of uh, Sonya Michelle, too. And Sonny yeah. Michelle is still there. He's still up there. Are you talking yeah. about him going to New England? Yeah. yeah like, that's, that's where like, it's going. That's where he is going, homie. A lot I, of people I think are saying it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes way too much sense. But I do um, – Maurice Jones Drew made a point to, that the way that the Bears run their offense, it would allow them 
it would allow Leonard Fournette to run downhill like he wants to do. Oh, dude. And Montgomery just got hurt, right? God of Blackness in the chat has the best comment. If we pick him up to spell Christian, that would be funny. Because Fournette was pitched four picks earlier, and then we bring him in to be Christian's backup. <laughs> that would be that would be it's a not power. happening. It's not happening. He's going yeah, to the Pats, or he's going to Tampa Bay. No, well, that is something that I thought about too. Somebody else brought that up as well. But they uh, have Ronald Jones. I, I think they no, like they they have who? who? Ronald Jones. He, he did. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he on the stretch last year. Yeah, he was doing. He did his thing yeah. last year. Was he a top? Was he? No, he Come was. He, I, I don't know if you're ready to, you know, get him out of there and try to sign Leonard Fournette to a one-year. You don't deal have to get him out. You could sign Leonard Fournette and still have Ronald Jones on your team. It's yeah. not like Ronald Jones is going to be like, "Oh my God, I quit football because you That's disgraced me." Like Leonard Fournette's probably looking to go to a place. Well, he he wants to be the bell cow, but realistically, wherever they sign him, he's probably going to be a part of a one-two punch. Just letting Dude, the ball. He is going to the Patriots. Think about this: is I know you guys, it, you're a little young to remember this, but Corey Dillon, right? Mm-hmm. Corey Dillon, the great. He was a running back who was with the Cincinnati Bengals who had like 10 1,000-yard seasons in a row, but he just played on the worst fucking team in the history of the world. He then, in his olden years, went to the Patriots and beat ass for a season. What was it? Uh... It was... Uh, hold on, my man, my boy was telling me that... My boy Cliff was telling me this tonight. It was uh, something like run down clock Corey. Corey clock. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like in the fourth, you put in Corey Dillon, you just run that clock down. I cannot remember what they called him. It was a nickname. I'm so He's going to make fun of me. But the idea is this, is look, the Patriots get all these motherfuckers. And, And here... Go back to this. Uh, what was your thoughts on this? Is that why release Leonard Fournette right now? Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, who wants to say it? I mean, I I, I think we tank, can we can tank we can of tank course for, of tank course for Trevor. But I think I think it's got to be beyond that because I mean I don't think that Leonard Fournette. I think they could game plan around him winning the games, right? I think that I don't think that's it at all. I think that there is something with Leonard Fournette. I mean, if they were trying to shop him, they didn't want him on the team. Period. Like, here's the reality. Think about this: if they did tank for Trevor, wouldn't it be nice to have a running back that you can count on to be there with Trevor? Yeah, 100%. well, they wouldn't have had him after this year. See, that's the thing: is this was the last year, or else they were going to go fifth year option, right? And yep. I guess they could have done fifth-year option, made it a problem. You know, then he would have sat out next year. They're trying to, you know, whatever. I don't think that he has been a problem in the locker room. I think you know he's what? actually, he had one incident where he got pulled over and he didn't have, like, tags or something. You know, he didn't have his insurance right or yeah. his license. But he has, yeah, he spoke out in his, like, the first year or two. 
but he's really stepped it up. The last year, he was a team dude, and they sucked, and he was great. But Not again, great, that, but, like, he was... I don't was understand what they benefit from by just releasing him. They and, don't. And why did they not wait at least to trade him? Well, but it goes back to two things, right? So players don't tank. Players are never going to put shitty film out there for other teams. It hurts their own personal business. Um, it's just not a good look. So tanking is done from an organizational standpoint. Like, hey, we're just going to get rid of some people, and whatever happens, happens, right? Now, what this says to me, though, is the teams that always try the hardest to do it always fail to get the number one pick. Miami tried to do it, and they ended up with the fifth pick. So no matter how hard you might try and tank, it doesn't mean that that it's going to happen or that you're going to be successful doing it. Moreover, I'll repeat, why are so many players – Looking to get the fuck out of Jacksonville, man. Dude, they hate it. They hate it. By the way, no other team in the NFL has more complaints submitted to the NFLPA than the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is a 100% fact. So, again, man, it's like they're they're either building something new or they just don't want people that don't want to be there, which is apparently most of their football teams. Was it them that had the problem with the SAR? Do you remember at one point, I can't remember if it was them or Miami that had problems with, like, uh, that, like... um, Yeah, that flesh disorder. Yeah, Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was trying to think about. What is that, though? Um, It's not the MRSA. MRSA. Yeah, it is. Well... Yeah, it was it Mercer? I think they had Mercer or something know. like that. They had some dirty shit floating around. Yeah. That All right. Oh, um. Crazy. So it, it was Christian McCaffrey, Dave Gettleman's best, greatest draft pick. Who all did he draft? Probably so. Star, huh? KK, Trey Turner. A lot of good. There were good players that he drafted, but the only great one to this point has been Christian. Yeah, I mean, there were some guys in between there. All right, so let's move on to this. Is Oh, here. Here's some news. Is that the Panthers canceled practice on Saturday. The players, refu- not refused, but I don't know what to think about. Right now, I'm so upset with Panthers media. I'm so upset with the coverage of this. It's so team-friendly and missing. I'm so irritated by it. But the the guy, there was recently another uh, shooting involving a black man involving the police. And the Carolina Panthers then... I, I mean, I, all types of sports. I mean, the NBA boycotted some things. It was Jacob something, right? Uh, look at Ben S. Thank you, Ben. Look, if my man Ben says the mic's good, I believe him. Look, I got the green screen, guys. I'm in Bank of America right now. My mic is good. Y'all better smash the thumbs up button right now. The Panthers podcast popping. But... um. Jacob, 
I don't know. I have not been in tune with the news recently, but the NBA has paused. You know, they took a they boycotted a game. I know. I saw. I'm a Cubs fan. The Jason Hayward sat out a game for the Cubs, and then the Panthers decided to not practice on Saturday. So, any thoughts on sports reactions to society? boycotting and does that affect the team at all as they're trying to prepare matt rule said they believe they can make it up easily this was a sunday right uh it was Uh, saturday i think it was saturday let me turn this light on it keeps going off i'm listening i i don't i don't see this impacting much of anything i mean (laughs) any more than our lack of preseason is going to impact anything i i really don't I, I don't see the the uh, the fuss. I think it was more about what they were um, out of practice for, more so than the fact that they missed practice. I don't think practice was a big deal. Um, I think the reason that this is a bigger story is because of the reasoning behind it, uh, more so than anything else. Do you think yeah. that the what do you guys think about the sports world? Does what do you guys think about them? Uh, I guess taking days, not taking days off. That's not the right word. Um, <sighs> making a, like these statements, and not that making a statement is a problem. Do you guys really believe that the Panthers not practicing on Saturday? I guess moves the needle. Is my question. I'm sitting here selfishly wondering how this Panthers team is going to look in two weeks. But do you guys think that them, does that statement help? I guess is my question. It depends, man. Like players have the platform, so they, they want to use it. And let's also be real about this. If we're talking about it, most of the players who make up an NFL roster are black men. So you can't tell them that you don't get to feel a certain kind of way. And you don't get to add your voice to this specifically when millions of people are going to tune in on Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays to watch them play football. So, I mean, at this point, it's become a part of our lexicon, man. Like, uh, players protesting, like, that's the new normal. I don't think it's ever going to change. I mean, as long as the problems in America continue to not change, I don't see football players and basketball players and what have you um, choosing to sit out these discussions. It's kind of just the new normal, man. And don't blame anyone for making football political or whatnot. Politics makes everything political. It forces well, our it lives are political, stuff. right? We are humans, and we right, are. But politics forces its way into these discussions. So sure, whether or not certainly. we want to talk about it or you want to hear about it, it doesn't matter. It's what's going on right now. What do you think about the... All right, so the Panthers make this, I guess... Do you think the statement from the professional athletes really is an impact, though? I think it depends on what athletes. So I'm kind of right? just, I'm just kind of interested in this. Is like I'm not, I'm not even negative on it. Like I'm not negative on it. Like I don't have a problem with any of it. My question is just ultimately, do do when the NFL doesn't practice a game or when the NBA doesn't play a game, do do any of us truly give a shit? 
I mean, if you're an NBA fan, yeah, you probably give a lot of a shit. I mean, but do you like all of a sudden wake? All of a sudden, you're woke. No, like LeBron and them were talking about boycotting the rest of the season, and personally, I just didn't see what what good that would do. I mean, you're part of the reason you have the platform that you have is because you play basketball. So it's not like your impact on right. whatever issue you're talking about is is going to be bigger if you're not playing the the sport that people know you for playing. So you can argue that their impact is greater when they are playing. Um, by the way, shout out to Shane Welch in our uh, YouTube chat. It says, Mercer outbreak was Tampa. Oh, all the Florida teams are the same. What we say, uh, Miami, Jacksonville. We were da- Miami. we were totally dancing around the wrong team. <laughs> we? we were all same. over the map. Same shit. Yeah, just Florida bitches. All right, but no, <laughs> thank you because we were way off the mark there. So, all right, so Leonard Fournette could be. I think he's going to be a Patriot, bro, with Cam Newton. Come on. Who this would you rather the, see? It's the Patriot way, see, bro. Who would you rather see with Cam Newton, Alvin Kamara, or Leonard Fournette? Oh, I think uh-huh. Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I think Leonard Fournette think- would be perfect for Cam. Is this? Is Cam don't need a dump off guy. He can get out of problems. You know, he can do that. What he needs is a guy that's yeah, just going to beat ass up the middle. Let me tell you, though, he doesn't need one, but he sure as hell benefited from uh, having one his past few years. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't even know Christian McCaffrey. Dude, Christian McCaffrey was Cam Newton's, like, only favorite target. One year. One year. His rookie year, and it wasn't even that big then. In 2018, man, he wasn't... uh, I mean, shit, even at that, that early half. But Cam man, only played six games, right? Yeah. Oh, let's turn it over to the chat room. Let's ask that. We're asking the chat room if you are the Patriots GM and you're Cam Newton and you're sitting down drinking a little glass of red wine vino that Cam likes to drink, right? Is that would you rather have go after right now? Because the Patriots go after. This is how they do it. They do it every damn year. They go and get Cam right now. Now they're going to go get Leonard Fournette or Alvin Kamara with the trade. They're not getting Alvin Kamara. They cannot get it. They can't even they afford, can't afford him. They can't afford him. They can't. Yeah. Well, can't. They can financially yeah, afford him. They might be able to. Will, if, you're, if you're the Patriots, did you give up a fourth round pick for Alvin Kamara? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, why yes. wouldn't oh, you? By, by the, the way, are going to give him up before. Yes, they are, will. Yeah. Tony, you walked away as we brought this up. Uh, uh, when it comes to Leonard Fournette, Doug Marone was like, we could not trade him for the world. We That's a get lie. A fifth, a sixth, a That's seventh. the biggest fucking lie I've ever heard. If it's a lie, why, why That's would like lie? somebody why telling me I got a 12 in, I got a te- Teddy Bridgewater D. But then That's if it's the not true, why wouldn't they have gotten something for Leonard Fournette? Why, why, why did they just cut him if. All if, right. if this kind of brings me back to a cam question and we cannot spend, you know, we're 42 minutes into the show. We probably should move on. You talk about Curtis Samuel. Yeah. But, but when it, yeah. But when it comes to cam is this, is that like, wouldn't it just be better to have a disgruntled cam on your team? 
than to not get anything, like to lose all the money, to not get a... I don't understand how... You're trying to tell me that we traded Kelvin Benjamin for a third and a seventh, but we can't get a fucking seventh for Cam? Shut up. You're trying to tell me that the Jacksonville Jaguars can't get a fifth for Leonard Fournette? Come on. I don't believe it. So I tell Doug Marone to suck my... Non Teddy Bridgewater you know, D. This is a sign of a good GM, though. If I'm the other, it's GM, not a sign of a good GM. No, no, no. I'm not talking about their GM. I'm saying the, all the other teams. If you say no, we're not going to trade for him. They already know that Leonard Fournette doesn't want to be there, and that the Jaguars don't want him. So instead of dude, th- think about what they the don't make do any sense. They should think not want to do. lose a player that bad. There's no right, reason to not want Leonard Fournette that bad. Look at what the the Patriots did with Cam Newton. They yeah. never traded for him. Dude, they just put their hands, sat on their hands, bided their time, and True then that. all of a sudden True Cam, Cam Newton is just ready and waiting to come but, and play football. And think about this. They got value on two fronts. They didn't have to get rid of a draft pick, and they got Cam Newton at a fraction of the cost they would have gotten him for on a trade. True I feel like using the Patriots as the example is a bad one because they are always, they're the yard sale cutthroat motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? They're the ones that come to your yard sale. You got, I remember, actually, here is an exact example of this. So I went to this yard sale once and my wife was like, damn, that's a pretty vase. And this lady goes, she goes, that's a Jefferson vase or something. It was like some special vase or some shit like that. And I said, well, I'll give you five bucks for it. <laughs> and she said, nah, fuck that. I paid like 250 for it. I said, well, you're selling it at a yard sale, bitch. You ain't getting $20 for it. You'll be lucky if you get a five. I ain't get buying it now. Did you say those exact words? Yes, it's pretty much. Sale, bitch. Yes, I actually probably did close to it. I said maybe not the bids point, but that's how the Patriots deal with every deal, bro. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I mean, but do you really believe, like, why did Jacksonville cut him? It doesn't make any sense. And therefore, they should have just left. You almost just put him on the practice squad. I mean, I know you can't do that at this point, but the Patriots will get him. The question is, do they get him or Alvin Kamara? And I think the better fit, who do you think the better fit is? I think the better fit's fucking Leonard Fournette. They have James yeah. White. They have all these little scat bags well, that you can Sony, always. Sony Michelle. Yeah, Sony Michelle, Sony, yeah. Sony Michelle. They have, uh, I think Rex Burkhead is still there. Discount Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, man. Uh, all right. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what, what else to say about it other than I just hope uh, that they go to teams that make it interesting. Let's go to Kevin Boschavin's comment: The Pats will trade for Curtis Samuel. I'm transitioning over right now. You sent me a tweet today, Cody, that yeah. said that Curtis Samuel. And why is my computer running so slow? Curtis well, Samuel. Uh, report by Roto World that he's just uh, not even having a cool camp. 
Yeah, that he's not having a good camp, that he uh, apparently is dealing with another hamstring injury. So, again, I'll give credit what credit's due. You keep bringing it up, but he's hurt all the time. Yeah, this is another thing that they're monitoring. But apparently, even when Curtis is on the field, uh, he has regressed uh, further past his than than further past the where he started at. So where he was when he came into camp, he's apparently looking uh, even worse than that. And how is that now, even possible? Yeah, and a honest, lot of it. That's what I want to know: is that how is that possible? Because you don't get to see Curtis Samuel in his true form. His true form is getting him the ball and seeing this motherfucker run 80 yards down the field and break tackle and like do all this magical shit. You don't yeah. see that in training camp. How can he look bad in training camp? Is he missing routes? You know, what do you think that means, Cody? He's not getting the reps. That's what I think it means. But I'm hearing his wide receiver three. That even Robbie Anderson is wide receiver two over him. But my well, thing is Well, we expected that. that. Everybody expected that. And you expected that. I still no, don't know we went that. No, we went and signed Robbie Anderson to a significant two-year deal. They wanted him to be the dude that wasn't DJ. And everybody is on DJ's dick, by the way, right now. It was also, yeah, well, apparently he If has. you're a fantasy po- dude, everybody is on that D. The that exact DJ opposite D. of what's being said about Curtis Samuel is being said about DJ Moore. He's separating well, making incredible catches. The Panthers Twitter team has already posted a bunch of stuff showing how good he's looked. Um, yeah, DJ Moore is having a great camp right now. But my thing is this. Didn't we just get a report that we also need to talk about? Uh, that Matt Rule is looking for defensive back help. Meaning, other than Dante Jackson, and we talked about this last Tuesday, there's no wide receiver two right now. Troy Pride's getting reps. A bunch of people you are mean, getting uh, reps. DB2. DB2, DB2, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, DB2, DB2, DB2. But, uh, uh, so, okay, what, what am I missing here? Our defensive backfield is getting shredded other than Dante Jackson, but yet Curtis Samuel doesn't look good. Like part of this almost seems like a smokescreen, like an attempt to divert you away from Curtis Samuel, man. I'm putting on my tinfoil hat right now. Uh, Supreme Litter says more D. <laughs> well done, sir. More D. That's what she said. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, how is it both true that Curtis Samuel looks terrible? But our defensive backfield also looks like shit. Like, if they're looking like shit and Curtis Samuel's looking like shit, then that's a bad recipe, man. At the same time, apparently he's dealing with a hamstring injury. So I don't know what to make of this, man. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it because it's one source. Have you guys seen any other person post about Curtis Samuel? No, but no, that brings, unless you want to talk about Matt Rule uh, and this new Matt Rule kiss of death. Going around uh, every time Matt Rule praises a player, they're either getting cut or traded or whatever. It ends up being the opposite of what Matt Rule said. So Matt Rule praises Andre Smith, says how good Andre Smith is, and then a little while later we're cutting him, and then they they uh, amend that. Tra- and now we're not. We traded him. him. Yeah, yeah, we amended it and we're trading him now. 
and this is at a time when our third linebacker position is more in question than it's ever been. We have Shaq Thompson, Tareer Whitehead, and no idea who number three is. And we're trading away linebackers? I don't know, man. And where does I he mean, go? Where does he go? Keep rumbling, baby. Dude, it's insane. If you look at the... In fact, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna pull it up as you guys talk. But still, we, the kiss of death, right? It's yeah. the, tell us about what you mean by the kiss of death for people who yeah. may be just, go down the go down the line. So, Matt Rule start with Cam. Yeah, and it goes with Cam Newton. Matt Rule was talking up about oh, how excited he is to have him on the team, and he's still ready to work with Cam. And he's such an infectious leader. And then, boom, Cam Newton's out the door. And it's like, okay, is that a Marty Hurney decision? Is that a Matt Rule decision? Whatever. But then it goes on to say that uh, this dude, Andre Smith, took a step forward and that he was starting to look good and look promising. And then we're getting rid of him. Okay, now he's doing the same thing with Curtis Samuel. But every other report that we have heard, at least most of them, uh, is that Curtis Samuel is not having a good camp right now. So which one is true? Because it's almost like right now, uh, and I wish Bat Daddy was here for us to go back and forth on this because he's been on this train. But it paints Matt Rule as a guy who is being dishonest and not telling us the Oh, God the truth about and how they're performing and that's worrisome that's real worrisome you know uh trail one says this how reliable is that source well i'll tell you one thing is that that source was not a carter samuel d sucker like the rest of y'all uh yeah yeah (laughs) but what evidence does he have like that's not like what evidence, and this is something that you guys talked about, like what evidence could you take away from like any practice? I mean, we want to we wanna crown the next superstar of the Panthers based on how the preseason went, how the training camp went, but h- how logical is it to think that way? I do agree that. How- I do agree with you 100% on that, is that we actually haven't heard any news. Is this report entirely just that Curtis Samuel hasn't been burning up training camp but i tell you this curtis samuel is going to have an uphill battle on this roster i promise you that is that they brought in robbie anderson because that's rule and rules dude you know what i'm saying so it's gonna be dj moore who's been beating that d in in camp and and they have been they've been stroking it on social media the djd But this is that Robbie and yes, 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 I'm doing all that on purpose. The the other thing, though, is this is that we know that Robbie Anderson is going to be the number two. Like it's going to be Curtis Samuel's job to be the number three. But here's the thing is like, shut up, Roto World or whoever you are. Unless there's a third guy behind them that we are all into, right? Is that it just isn't true? Like, you don't have, like, all right, so say Curtis Samuel hasn't been as 
badass as we all hoped. Can I give you a source on where we're getting some of this information? Yeah, please. Uh, Jonathan M. Alexander uh, posted August 31st um, on a article for The Observer. Uh, At the very um, bottom, it says, some receivers have been impressive, others have not. Uh, It goes on to praise DJ Moore. Uh, but he goes on to say Samuel, though, has not been impressive. He played well in the first practice without pads. He made some tough catches in the first week, but since then, he's been mostly absent. Part of that can be attributed to a minor hamstring injury he's been dealing with, but he's regressed since the first day. This is an important year for Samuel, who's on the last year of his rookie deal and is hoping to land a bigger contract. As the number three wide receiver who can also line up in the backfield, He'll likely have opportunities to make plays. And that's why I'm not too worried about this. Right. I'm not either. Yeah. Even if it is true, by other reports I've read too, by the same report actually, is that the the Panthers' offense this season is predicated on those short to middle distance passes. They're not necessarily throwing the long ball, although they do say that Teddy Bridgewater has been good on deep passes. So when it comes to Curtis Samuel – they're going to put him in a position to be open. He's still faster than everyone on the field. That guy is going to have an opportunity to get the ball in his hands as long as Bridgewater does what Bridgewater does, and that's distribute the football. Yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, I think that that's the part that I was talking about is if, if Curtis Samuel is our slot, he's our number three wide receiver, um, I think that opens him up to be more versatile in the offense than a number one and a number two. Um, and that's simply because the slot can run out of the backfield. Let's talk about the misdirection you can have having Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey both either in the backfield or in slot. And then not, I mean, who, who, like it just, I feel like you're going to open yourself up to a lot of opportunity if you have that versatility at the slot between him and Curtis Samuel or him and Christian McCaffrey. I, I really do think that this is a, a, a non-story. I, I think agree. that 100%. I think, I think you're right. I, I believe Curtis Samuel is a big part of the plans for what this offense is going to be. Um, so I'm, I'm really even excited. Hopefully. Even if he's not a part of the plans, he came right. Like even if yeah. they were down on him, who the fuck are they going to put him? You're trying, trying to tell me Zolstra is going to be the third receiver? No. Who is the third receiver? No, there's nobody. We're tiny, yes. Maybe you could argue that is that Curtis Samuel makes us small. Right? Well, but that's what that- you want in a slot receiver. Yeah. This was all designed for him to be in the slot. I don't understand. I think this article is just... And not the shit on the author, right? Because we don't know. I mean, look, he's been at practices for all we know. Maybe the guy sucked. But I think this is that being not the hype man. DJ Moore has been hyped beyond belief in this pre in this season. Is that if well, you're if you're playing fantasy football right now, everybody thinks DJ Moore about to be the next hundred and ten cats, dude. I think it's overhyped, but I think Robbie Anderson's gonna be the feature of this offense. I disagree. The future wow. the feature. The feature. Oh, the fe- nah, that would mean he's wide receiver one, like over 
I oh, think he's going to be throwing the – they're going to be trying to get the deep ball to Robbie all season. Bro, that – no. I, I promise I you. Why do you think we brought him in? That. That's what he is. He's a big play dude. Dude, he's a, I mean, That's maybe. what he is. He is a big play. He is our tech again. So I, I think that the, the, the thing that I, I, I would say I'm cautious about is he's had a few good games, like a few good seasons with the Jets. But he had he like was never- 800 yards with the Jets twice. And that's all Teddy ever had with us. And he was the number one wide receiver in those years. No, he was not. Who else was there? Ujanumu. Ujamumu, whatever his name is. The hell are you talking about? What did you say Uj- about my mama? <laughs> 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 right, Tony, Tony's out of this conversation. No. Cody, let's just go ahead. His this. name was like Ujamumu. <laughs> whatever. It's, it's, it's a real mean- dude. Robbie it's a Anderson. real dude, I promise you. Robbie Anderson had a few good, like maybe, and it was decent seasons. I'm not saying he's going to be On bad. the worst but... fucking team possible, dude. Yeah. No, think about it. They, he was on the team when McCown, remember when McCown was throwing the ball to him? McCown had a great year that year, like one of the best years he's ever had. And he was getting the ball to Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson was balling out. We had that game against them, and we were destroying them. And I think it was 2017 when we went to the uh, went to the uh, playoffs, and Robbie Anderson they were down by like 30 points, and he got a score, and he was telling people to vote him to the Pro Bowl, like, I, like yeah, I yeah. I mean, like I, what I'm talking about is it's not like this guy has been blowing the doors no, off. No, he hasn't been blowing the door, but he's got 700 yards. That's what Ted Ginn did. Like, all those years that we thought that Ted Ginn was awesome and everybody's like, he's the best motherfucker in the world. He only got 700 yards. Yeah, but Ted Ginn. That's exactly what Robbie Anderson has done. Robbie Anderson is going to be our Ted Ginn, but but better. He can catch. had more talent than, than Ted Ginn. We have players on this team at the receiver position. I believe that we have three receivers on this uh, football team. Two of them are better receivers, and Christian McCaffrey's in that running too. I don't think I, I can name two or three. people. Y'all are that sleeping think, on that some that damn Robbie Anderson. Yeah, than Robbie Anderson has a receiver. I'm not saying he's not gonna be that all right, skinny but little motherfucker is gonna be good. I think. So he, you're gonna tell me you would take Robbie Anderson over DJ Moore? No. Well, I mean, what uh, in like uh, fantasy you're trying to say? I mean, yeah. I yeah, guess. I, I, mean, I, I will. I will. And this is why I'm going to say this is because DJ Moore is going like the top 20 and the top round. You know what I'm saying? You get Robbie Anderson in like the seventh or the eight. Actually, I did pick Robbie Anderson in like the seventh or eighth round. So, no, I'm not trying to say. I think that DJ Moore is getting so much love. I hope he's amazing. And I do expect him to be all these different things and this and that. But fantasy football people, they build their numbers too much on the previous season. Yeah. And so, look, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be Kyle Allen. He is not a one-read quarterback. 
what we what I expect, I don't know what to expect from Joe Brady's offense. I don't know what it's going to look like. I assume it's going to be like the Saints offense. We can go look at some LSU games. But from what I saw and what you continue to tell me, Cody, about Joe Burrow is ball distribution, right? And I assume that Teddy Bridgewater was brought in to be a guy like that. So I do expect DJ Moore to eat. But I don't expect him to be 12, 13 catches a game. Yeah, I but, assume but, but, it's going to be like seven, Robbie, Isn't it reasonable four. to assume that our offense is going to look similar to the Saints? Drew Brees doesn't have a big so arm. So you and, think and, that DJ Moore is, what's his name? It, DJ Moore in this system could very uh, easily end up in uh, Michael Thomas. Come on. Up, uh, he ain't even like no Michael Thomas is like sick. No. No, listen, listen, Michael Thomas, look at look at his stats. 90% of his catches are within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He is not, if you look at the stats, the Saints were not throwing the ball down the field and making big plays. That was not how it was happening. That's how right. that's why Michael Thomas got the record for the most receptions in the that's NFL. Just because um Breeze can't chunk it no more. But what I mean by that is even still that 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 lends to the point. He can't chunk it anymore. So DJ Michael Moore, Thomas is six three. How old guy. is how how tall is DJ? But but DJ Moore is a yards after catch guy. So they're gonna get him the ball in space and let him make a play. They're gonna go to him a lot, a lot, a lot. And by Especially the way, with his goal line. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why you keep on hearing that the the uh, Bridgewater connection so far to DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey is real. He is using them uh, as they should be used. He's getting the ball out efficiently to both of those guys. So it says to me that they're going to be very important in what we do. And I would not be surprised if um, DJ Moore does end up trying to fulfill that Michael Thomas role in our offense. Shout out to our boy, Chef Jeff. Chef Jeff, home mycology, you can find his YouTube channel where they tell you to teach, where he teaches you how to, I don't know. Would you explain it? Self-medicate? Yes. Like, hallucinate? Self-hallucinate? Some of them psychedelic spores, bro, that's all. He Hope says, games without fans will give us some great audio. He gave us a 420 donation that oh. is lost on no one. Uh, especially, it's not lost on uh, Josh Gordon at all. No. So, the Curtis Samuel continues to be, I guess, whatever. A question mark. Question mark. But here, the the death now was um, – hold on, let me see. I think I got it in here. We traded today. Oh, I brought it up. I brought up the Bills roster, and then I tr- uh, got away from it because we were talking about Michael Thomas's size or whatever. All right, so the Panthers then um, traded in 20 – what would this been, 2017 – we traded Kelvin Benjamin for a third or a fourth and a seventh to the Bills. We got Rashawn Golden out of it, right? 
And we also got this Andre, who was he? Smith, Andre Smith. So we trade this. We get, we don't get anything for Cam, by the way. We get two picks for Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin is not even playing football anymore. On top of that, uh, Devin Funches actually played better with no Kelvin Benjamin. But listen to here, I'm going to read off some names from the Panther, from the Bills roster. Mario Addison is the first one that I see. Uh, Vernon Butler, Brian Cox Jr. That's three. Let's see. Hold on. We'll keep going. Keep going. Let me see who else we got. Um, nope, nope. I thought it was going to be more than this. Are you talking about how many of them were former Panthers? Yeah, yeah. Star of the two, don't forget Star. Who's sitting out this year? Josh Norman? Josh Norman? Oh, Jano. Yeah, I forgot about that. Dude, the other night, Jano, Josh Norman went on a Panthers. Andre Smith. That's another, yeah. He was, uh, they were watching the uh, Panthers and the Cardinals in the championship game. Dude, the back and forth banter between Josh Norman and Luke Kickley was awesome, man. Yeah. It made me feel a certain kind of way, man. That heavy nostalgia. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. I love Josh Norman. I don't care what, what kind of play. A lot of people think he sucks now and that pretty much his only good year was with us. I don't care what you think about Josh Norman. I like that, nah, man. He got shit, in, shit on in Washington. Yeah, yeah, that was he yeah. just went into a really bad situation. He chased the money. He went to a team that had no business being, um, you know, he, he had no business being at. Uh, it's just an unfortunate circumstance because I think we can all agree that Josh Norman, whereas he is good, he's good in a system, and they weren't they weren't playing a system to his strengths. So, yeah, all right. All right. I mean, um, I did want to highlight this uh, comment in the chat. I don't know if you want to do this before or after we do some cat calls, but uh, Demetrius Miller brings up something, and it keeps on. Like, I've been saying that the offensive line is what worries me the most, and it still does. Don't get me wrong, but the fact that our offense is going to be predicated on dumping the ball off a lot, it's not as much of a worry anymore for me. But I will say, though, this defensive backfield, it's starting to sound like a real problem. That is actually what we should have been talking about the whole time. You brought it up earlier. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah, we have no cornerback two right now. Eli Apple has a hamstring injury. Do we have Um, a cornerback one question? Yeah, so uh, Dante Jackson has pretty much solidified his spot as cornerback one, and a lot of Panther Nation was kind of iffy on him already. When he flashes, boy, he flashes bright. And he already has one interception this uh, uh, this this offseason during training camp. But other than that, it's been a lot of next man up, and the next man up has not looked good. I mean, they're moving Jeremy Chen from linebacker to nickel. They're kind of moving him around everywhere. Troy Pride uh, is a player who's been getting a lot of reps at uh, uh, CB2. Corn Elder, who is still on the football team. Uh, is getting reps at that position, man. Like, dude, I don't have to keep on reminding everyone what kind of offensive talent is in our division. Like, this is not a good formula uh, for success. I mean, every outlet, I've seen numerous different outlets say the same thing, that the Panthers' backfield is a problem 
to the point where Marty Herndon is looking to trade for another cornerback last minute to try and get him in the system. And this is a problem, man. We're in the wrong division for us to have a secondary that can't hold this weight right now. Yeah, no, and absolutely. A, and a young defensive line on top of that? Come on. How many How many videos are we going to see of uh, Dante Jackson getting mossed? <laughs> we have Zostra. too many big By Zostra. We have we ha- no. I'm talking about in the actual game. No, we have but I, that but that happened in a practice by a guy named Zolstra. Yeah. Let alone it be Mike Evans. Yeah. Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. You you then go the other side. They're they're even the wide receiver twos in our division are insane. I mean, and and we've already seen Dante Jackson get roasted by. Um, uh, Atlanta. Uh, oh gosh, why can't I remember his name? We were right. we were thinking Ridley. about Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, multiple times. Not even just once. It's been multiple times. So yeah, I, I have a concern. What about a this? Concern. What if Dante Jackson got hurt? Oh, we'd be Foxville. It would be bad. Listen, we're questioning. You know, Dante. I mean, we're already concerned about his performance when he's healthy. What if he's not even on the, you know what I'm saying? Ultimately, a hamstring away like Eli Apple is. Now, the Panthers then go on to say that they are, Joe Person reports that they are interested, they're talking to teams. A little late to the party, in my opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why Why isn't Logan Ryan, isn't that a name a lot of people like? Um, and... Do you believe any of it? I kind of believe none of it. I kind of think the Panthers but are tanking. My concern, I'm with y'all. Tank, tank, tank for Trevor Lawrence. I think that's what they're doing. I don't believe they're going to go and get anybody. Wait, but hold on. Let's, let's clarify that. That's what you think who's doing. Um, The Carolina Panthers administration. Oh, okay, but like, again, let's... Who's making that decision to do that? Above Matt Rule's pay grip. Matt <laughs> Marty Herney. David oh, Tepper. I don't Jesus know. Christ. What do you do I you think, really think we're gonna go and get Jalen Ramsey? No, I don't think no, 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 no. Here's the thing. If any team is trading away a secondary player at this point in the season, it's because they did they weren't gonna make the team anyway, right? So the reality of the situation is I, I think this is, again, a no story. I think it's concerning from our secondary. But I do not. There is there is so little evidence that supports the idea that we're trying to tank. So little evidence. If, if that was the case, why go out and sign Teddy Bridgewater? Why go out and sign Robbie Anderson? Why go out and do all of these moves that they've been making? There is no evidence that's pointing me to the idea that that we're tanking outside of our own expectations of this team because we're without the people that we've seen in this system for the longest time in Luke Kuechly, uh, Cam Newton, and, and Greg Olson. And we're missing those. Those are three components to this team that was our identity. And now they're gone. So now we believe tanking is the only option. But when you look at it from the outside looking in, the moves that we've made, the, the fact that we have a very rah-rah type of coach who seems to be very predicated on his morals and his principles – um, I, there is no evidence that I've seen that we're tanking. Just none. I, much to a lot of Panthers' chagrin. Well, uh, Matt knows nothing in our chat room, agrees with Tony. 
He says, uh, smoke screen needing a CB question mark. So like he's kind of questioning the the legitimacy of this too. All I'm saying is this, right? We already knew, okay, according to all the reports, Dante Jackson is the only one that has cemented himself as as cornerback number one, right? He's he's in there. Okay, every other person is like, we don't know who it's gonna be. So, you know, I'm I don't think that it's tanking. Again, I don't so I'm of both mindsets. Like none of the names that CK just said tells me that that oh this is a win now football team. I mean Teddy I mean Anderson and Teddy Bridgewater, they're not elite talent, but they're not bad either. So I get that. But at the same time, man, it's like when there's smoke, there's fire. If we're gonna keep on hearing this same report, uh I saw Panthers God put uh shake my head in the chat room like we're just trying to shit on the Panthers. I mean, it was a legitimate news story that was put out by multiple different publications saying that the Panthers were looking to add uh, add to their roster in the defensive backfield. That's a real thing. So if we're not liking what we're seeing in practice, dude, what's it going to be like when we're playing uh, all these new high-powered offenses in our own division, not including – uh, the Kansas, but don't we, yeah, we played the uh, the Chiefs this year, right? Don't we? We do play the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna play so many high powered offenses. It's like right now, it doesn't look like our backfield is is meant to withstand that. And it's just we have so a new- tiny. That's not, it's less about talent. It's just tiny to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Like um, Dante Jackson's like massa. Like he's like me. That, yeah. The most minus fifty part, pounds. The most concerning part is Dante Jackson has cemented his position as CB one number one. The fact that is the most concerning to me, no, and it's no. not because I don't think Dante Jackson can be a, a good cornerback. It's that there was nobody who was no. even close. They gave him be- the job immediately, and he's cemented. I'm saying cemented in purpose, guys. Cemented, um, cemented. <laughs> Joey the Blind Panther says Tony's talking like he's drunk. No, bro, I've been sobering up this whole show. Don't you worry. He wants to go on to the cat calls, so let's do it, guys. Let's do it. I'm somewhere. In oh, here. cat calling. Yeah, it's pretty. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you, you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So, how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. And a three and a four and a- Who's that guy sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Hey guys, it's G. Kabatier. I just want you guys to think about this. <laughs> what if we re-sign Benet Benwickery and put him at wide receiver? Flash, quarterback, keep pounding. Liar, you ain't the G. <laughs> We're going to call him C. Cavassier. <laughs> what is that <laughs> yes. even about? I don't even know. that. First of all, how cool is that? How cool are you when you're a caller like G. Cavassier and you get callers in, uh, impersonating you? Yeah, man, dude, that's that's how you know we have a great fan base, man. Not only do people tune in for us, but 
They know the names of the people that call our show, man. I'm telling you, we have the most lit Panther fans in all of YouTube, bro. They come here. But hey, I'd let him be uh, GM uh, faster than I would Mario Herney. Right Shoot. now, though, we are kind of interested in having Benet back, if you think about it. Like Benet or Corn. Well, I'll just pick Corn because I'm hungry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I love well, some beignet. Beignet kind of sound like a doesn't beignet kind of sound like a beignet? Yeah, like uh, I am like uh, when you go to New Orleans and you get a beignet. Yeah, I like. I'm just beignet. hungry, man. First of all, beignet Ben Wickery was like the dope shit. Like he was good for the Panthers, and then the Panthers threw his ass under the bus at Julio Jones <laughs> yes and um, also why do I love Benet 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 Ben Wickery so much he was on the C3 Panthers podcast that's right hey this is Kevin from Charleston South Carolina I was thinking you know running for Nets on the free market I was thinking maybe we can pick him up depending on the price we could always use a backup for Christian McCaffrey we use him so much you know <laughs> Plus, like there was like a couple plays last season, like when we were on the one yard line, needing one yard to win the game and couldn't mm. do it. I think there was Fournette like Fournette would have got it. And you know we could put him Christian McCaffrey on the slot, have Fournette in the backfield, screw with the defense's mind, you know. And we use Christian so much, you know. God forbid, knock on wood, you know. You can always use a reliable back. But, you know, probably won't happen, but I want to see what y'all thoughts on it. Cool. You guys give me your real thoughts about that because we had someone suggest that it would be a great way to – how ironic or funny would it be for Fournette to be the backup. But, in, you know, right now I just feel like my personal opinion is the money needs to – if you re really were trying to get better – uh, the way to do it is like we gotta get a corner. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't care if this makes me sound like a Debbie Downer, but I have no faith in this offensive line yet. I just don't. And Christian McCaffrey is the type of running back that has proven he doesn't even need to have a great offensive line in order to produce. Whereas I feel that's not true with Leonard Fournette. So yeah, maybe it takes the pressure off of Christian. Maybe we could use him in a few ways. But, I mean, right now, this is just like Earl Thomas. Like, yeah, he would be. it would be good if he was on the team because we know that it would be, you know, a good player to have. But it's not going to happen. And I'm really not a fan of signing anyone right now that doesn't add to either the defensive backfield uh, uh, or the defensive line or the offensive line. If yeah. it's not – yeah, if it's not uh, any of those positions, you're talking about, like, putting sprinkles on cake man who cares lipstick on the pig yeah whatever man. it is yeah. you're right yeah i'm with you on that is that um i'm i haven't been thinking that the panthers are intentionally tanking but are you really trying to make a run in the short term no i don't foresee that and is leonard fournette the answer in the short term to be honest is that be we really could just use more help in the secondary, the offensive line. 
don't know. I, I mean, mean, that's a good yeah. question. Is it? I just don't think that Fournette is backup material. You know, and it's not a yep. dig and would be a backup if he came to the Carolina Panthers. But really, do you want Fournette right now? It's kind of like bringing in Cam to be the backup to Big Ben. Mm. I mean, again, uh, I, I would rather have him than not have him, you know? But, again, it's like... Well, we understand how to use them together. That's another thing. Maybe Joe Brady would, but none of the offensive coordinators in the past, like, I, in some ways, I would say, will slip McCaffrey. I, how about this? If the Panthers did sign Leonard Fournette, how would we use Christian McCaffrey? I think at that point, you make Leonard Fournette the damn back, and you put Dan McCaffrey out there as the third receiver. Larry Fournette becomes the next Cameron Artist Payne here in oh, Carolina. Oh, that's such bullshit. No, it's true, though. All right. Next call. C3 Podcast. What's up? It's your boy, Mike, a.k.a. Supreme Lisa. What's, what's up, up Supreme Lisa? Hey, guys, uh, hopefully I can uh, tune into the podcast tonight uh, while I'm Oh, you've been here. Moving these Amazon trailers up and down I-85. Oh, man. My man's a truck driver. That road is crap. Um, So, I guess not too much going on. Season's almost here. Can't wait. Uh, How about Fournette getting released? Um, Big talk. Not sure why. He wasn't wasn't bad, but I guess he wasn't good either. There could be a deep-rooted issue off the field, but... I guess we did make the choice in uh, tagging C-Mac that year. Yeah, over you're Fournette. right. You're we right. Don't think we had a choice because Fournette was taken before us, I believe. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. We don't credit. Out. Um, I wanted question, Fournette. Uh, you guys can ponder on tonight. Uh, so with the Hall of Honor having four players so far, uh, I know they can't do it every year just because of how young the franchise still is, but who do you think, uh, let's say five, probably ten years down the line or whatever, five to ten, who would be the next lineup of Hall of Honor players? You think they wait that long? Uh, I could think of a couple. Uh, Moose, <laughs> Sin Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Dan Morgan, I think we could put nope. him out there. Nope, nope. none of those guys are getting in. Not enough volume. You know, players like Panthers. that, even Brad Hoover. You know the who? He he I would probably be closer there, uh, than any of the, anybody. Just let me know what you think. Uh, who the next right. lineup of uh, Hall of Honor people should be? Panthers Here's my answer. Die. Keep pounding. John Casey. Keep pounding. I was going to say John Casey, the longest reigning Panther ever. John Casey, you know, we kind of held it against him for that kick in the Super Bowl, but there was a lot of other things. He is like the best kicker in the history of football. John Casey's the guy. Dan Morgan's career too short, right? I mean, it just ultimately was. It was uh, to Keekly, though, wasn't it? Even worse. Like, Keekly, not worse. Keekly's. 
career was just so much more productive. Yeah. Like, Dan Morgan was good, but it was less time and not as good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he had 20 tackles. He did have, like, 20 tackles in the Super Bowl game or some crap like that. It was amazing. Ooh, good one. But isn't D'Angelo even a bigger rusher than him? No, Jonathan Stewart has the um has the most most running yard rushing yards by any uh uh running back for the Panthers. Really? I thought it was yeah, D'Angelo. Stewart. No, it, it was D'Angelo for a long time, but uh um Jay Stewart's final year here, he was able to break that mark. I'm pretty sure everything is gonna crash soon. I am remembering that correctly, right? I think so. Yeah, I think the Panthers' rushing leader is. Um, I, it De- I thought it was D'Angelo. I'm looking it up. Right? Um, but no, D'Angelo has burned too many bridges in Carolina. I feel like there's no way that he gets in before Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart, like I know he went to the Giants, but he has been a big part of the Panthers organization since he's retired. You know, he's actually been there. He's been being a part of the the whole. Um, you know, living back, going back in time and living through the Arizona Cardinals uh, NFC championship game. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, I think a lot of, well, let me rephrase. I don't know if there's a lot of potential options, but my question, I guess, goes to this. At what point do we, how long do we wait? Do we wait till careers are over? Obviously. Right. And do we, do we think that, Greg Olson is going to be on that list. Do we think that Cam Newton will ever be on that list? Um, and do we do one a year or is it four every five years? Well, um, I mean, if it's every four years, you have to do Pep next, right? Yeah. Pep has I mean, you to could do Pep. Next. You could do Pep this year if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah really. A year, I could see that. Well, I thought it, was, it had to be uh, four years That's after. Hall of Fame. The- Hall of Fame. This so is this is so ring, of the ring of honor. It doesn't even matter, right? Like mm-hmm. you can do it whenever you want it. Correct. Yeah. I think we so lost the stream. By the way, um, uh, Jonathan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.